plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. We are so happy that you have joined with us today. We have a really great show lined up for you today. And we have a guest in our second segment from True Life Market. And we'll be talking a lot about gardening and what's coming up for spring and garden trends. And also in segment three, you'll want to stay tuned because we're also going to be discussing uh, budgeting. But uh, really, you know, put your seatbelts on and get ready for a great show and be ready to start taking tips from our guest from True Life Market, who will be talking all about the seed industry and the different brands um, that they uh, they represent, as well as you know what we can do to uh, to be great gardeners. Well, the miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be the Star You Are charity. You can visit Be the Star You Are at bethestarur.org. And this is a kind of a funny one from George Burns, who I, I always thought was really quite humorous. I'd rather be a failure at something I love than a success at something I hate. And I, although that's really not so funny, I think it's just really great. I think it's another reason that we want to be doing what we love in life and following our passion and our and our purpose and our possibility, which for me, I love doing all this broadcasting and writing and gardening, which brings me to segment one. Uh, we're going to discuss some of um, the garden trends for 2024 in the part two of the series I was doing. There was the quote that said, sometimes in the winds of change, we find our true direction. And I have to say that it has definitely been a very windy and wet month. But what I find is that optimism is always my true direction. The vernal equinox is still two months away. My jonquils are already perfuming my landscape. Daffodils are a symbol of rebirth and usually begin to bloom in March. All jonquils are daffodils, Narcissus jonquila, but yet not all daffodils are jonquils. And since winter is my least favorite season, my optimism soars as I throw, uh, stroll through my garden, witnessing these adaptable Narcissi stretching their yellow and cream petals to the sky while most of my garden sleeps. And of course, they smell so divine. I can't help but picking bouquets and bringing them in the house to put in different areas as well as giving them to friends. I also have my bright pink Virginia. It has large glossy leaves. They kind of resemble elephant ears. 
And they have been blooming for over a month, lining the edges of beds in front of my privets and along the lawn. And I count on these Virginia every year to brighten the garden throughout the drabness of winter. And it's so easy to propagate by dividing the Virginia roots. Uh, Virginia's unflattering name, you'll probably like it, is Pig Squeak. And it was named such because of the sound the leaves make when they're rubbed together. But what's so nice when it is just so dreary out is these really very pretty, It's they're almost a lavender pink flower um, that just covers the, the little plant. And they're just a great, great edging plant. Now, the 2024 Garden Media Trends Report shares information to enhance every garden customer to have like the best experience and to shape some winning new products. The theme for 2024 is eco-optimism. Now there is a growing awareness of our global climate's volatility as we all witness almost every day. And this has increased the number of people that are planting for pollinators because without birds, butterflies, bats, bees, and other pollinators, we would not have the food, the medicine, the beverages or the spices that we need for healthy and happy living. And since pollinator populations have been declining, we must plant to improve their habitat. We have to refrain from using pesticides and explore more methods to be organic. Now, since 2019, the number of people purchasing native plants has doubled. Now, people often ask, what are native plants? Well, they are specimens that are region-specific and are adaptable to the soil and climate where they naturally grow. Uh, in planting natives, we also need to garden for wildlife to ensure the viability of our landscapes. You know, um, I've talked about my apple trees. I have an apple tree right now that is still filled with apples, even though it's late winter. And it is supplying late harvest tasty treats, not only for my family friends, but also for the birds, the bees, the squirrels, the raccoons, the foxes, the rabbits, and other creatures that frequent the orchard. Every day I go up with two buckets. One bucket is to pick up fruit that has been pecked on or is rotting in some way. And the other bucket is to pick the good apples. The, the apples that aren't so good, I bring to the barnyard because the chickens, the ducks, the geese, the rabbits, the goats, you know, the pigs, they all just love those apples. I mean, they clamor for them. And then for me, I end up making all kinds of things from applesauce to apple pies to just sitting under the tree and eating the apple. Then I really do enjoy it. The United Nations projects that by the year 2050, 89% of people will be living in urban areas. And container garden increased by 200% in 2022. And as people move to smaller spaces, demand for container gardening will continue. So, you know, bring a pot of amaryllis into the house, watch the blooms unfold. Hanging gardens are going to be a trend for 2024, while edible gardens are all the rage. In addition to herbs and vegetables, I am cultivating mustard greens, which are harvested young to be added to salads or to be steamed as a vegetable. And it's very tasty, kind of tangy, and uh, well, has that mustardy taste. 
A trees of the future is a theme as we save our vital canopies. As people learn more about the benefits of trees, they're going to want to plant specimens that will enhance their spaces while also providing shade for humans and a habitat for wildlife. And trees will be uplit to add drama to the night garden. In the past few months, I have reinstated landscape lighting to showcase the architecture of my trees. And a favorite tree for our environment is the crepe myrtle because crepe myrtles actually offer four seasons of splendor, including breathtaking bark in winter and uh, beautiful green leaves in spring. Then the, the flowers and various colors, depending on what kind of tree you have in the uh, summer. And then the leaves turn that beautiful fall uh, foliage color, you know, of either red, orange, yellow in the fall. So it's a great tree to plant. I, I really, really like my crepe myrtles and birds and hummingbirds love those trees as well. Now, by repurposing and reusing many home products, we can neutralize our carbon footprint. The vivid, wild and powerful color of the year for this year is called Cyber Lime. And it's a hyper bright green that signifies the connection between nature and technology. I actually can see it in the new leaves on my sage plants and naturally, of course, on my lemon and lime trees. And according to the Garden Trends Report, Cyber Lime is gender inclusive, it's fashionable, and it complements most colors. I think it looks terrific in combination with purples and pinks and orange, yellow, white, and of course, neon colors. And as you know, the color green echoes nature and will continue to work in harmony with interior decor. And that stimulates and energizes our body, mind, and spirit. So you'll find this bold lime hue in many indoor and outdoor plants this season, including hellebores, hucheria, spirea, Echinacea, hydrangea, zinnia, pothos, philodendron, lemongrass, mint, coleus, potato vine, and many more. Just check out your local nursery or garden center. And although its bracts are a gorgeous lime green, I just want to warn you about one plant I don't recommend because it's terribly invasive. And this is euphorbia, which is called leafy spurge. There are many kinds of euphorbia, but the leafy spurge, its root system spreads rapidly and it produces a chemical that stops other plants from growing. And the leaf's milky juice irritates the skin. Uh, it was actually introduced from Europe as a garden plant, but it has now escaped into the hills, the fields, the roadsides, and of course my orchard. And what began with a single specimen in my landscape exploded to cover a hillside and kill the growing natives. And I've been working to eradicate it for almost two decades. It's a noxious weed to be avoided. So let's all be eco-optimists in 2024 and assist the winds of change to help us find our true direction. Happy growing and happy gardening. And stay with me when we come back. Ashley Smith, the managing editor at True Life Market will be with us to talk about everything gardening. Don't go away. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is live on Star Style. Be the star you are on the Voice America Network. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. 
Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program, Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Well, the party is beginning because now we're going to be doing more stuff in the garden, and everybody knows how much I love being in the garden. I have a special guest today. Her name is Ashley Smith. She's the managing editor at True Leaf Market that is based in Salt Lake City, Utah. And True Leaf Market is a national certified organic, non-GMO seed and horticultural company. So I know that Ashley will have lots to tell us all about the different things for our gardens as we plan for the springtime. Welcome, Ashley, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, I'm really excited to have you and I've been looking forward to it because I have planted True Leaf Market seeds and um, I threw, I, I scattered some poppies and lupins over the fall and I'm looking forward to them uh, sprouting in the spring here. Hopefully that will, that will be the case. But before we start talking about you know, the different seeds, tell us a little bit about uh, True Leaf Market, what it does and you know, how um, how it is just helping consumers with products and seeds. Yeah, so True Leaf Market, we're a garden seed company. We carry anything from microgreens, sprout seeds, you know, common vegetable herbs. And we carry those, of course, as conventional seeds, organic, but all of them are non-GMO. And our whole, you know, the center of our goals is really to help people to enjoy growing. You know, we want it to be a fun experience as people get their hands dirty and just 
get to feel real joy from spending time out in nature. Oh, and I love getting my hands dirty. That's, you know, I tell people all the time, there's just something that is such stress release when you go out and you pull weeds or you're planting a plant or you're planting seeds that there's, there's just something about getting your hands in the dirt. So I always say, you know, you know, dig deeply, (laughs) dig deeply. (laughs) So you are the managing editor of um, a true leaf market. What What do you have to do? What does that involve as far as the garden industry? So I manage a team of writers. They help us with all sorts of different things. We have a blog where we provide different information and growing tips to people just to help them to, you know, have a strong start, whether they're a beginner or an experienced grower. Um, And then we also work to provide the best information that we can for each of our products, whether that's how to grow information or if there's, you know, certain cool things that an individual seed can do, um, whether that's disease resistance or if it really grows well in a particular kind of area. We just want our our uh, customers to be able to know that and to have all the information right at their fingertips. Well, you have a degree, I understand, a bachelor's degree in horticulture, right? I what do. Led you, uh, I mean, I am such a major gardener. They call me the goddess gardener. Uh, what led you to want to major in Horticulture. Did you grow up, uh, you know, in a rural area? Did you just always love gardening? What's the backstory there? Yeah, so that all, it really goes back to my childhood. Growing up, I live really close to my grandparents' house. And my grandma had this big garden. It, you know, we had some fruit trees in it. We had some flowers in it. But every year she would grow tons and tons of fruits and vegetables. And of course, you know, my grandma was too much for just her to handle. So all of us grandkids got to get involved. And that's kind of where my love for gardening started. And I got a lot of hands-on experience as a kid, helping out for everything from planting to harvesting to care. Um, but then when it came around to college, I you know tried out a few different things. I actually changed my major twice. Um, and oh, it really wow. came down to, I wanted something that would provide the lifestyle kind of choices that I wanted. I wanted something where I could enjoy my job and continue to learn and grow constantly. And I just, I didn't want to feel like I was stuck doing the same thing every day, day in, day out. And uh, gardening really provided all of that while letting me just feel like I'm playing every day I come to work. Isn't it? You know, I'm so glad, Ashley, that you brought that up because that's a a really big passion of mine is to get children interested, not only in the outdoors, but actually being in the garden. And, uh, you know, I think just getting their hands in the dirt, planting things, watching them grow, it teaches them so many things from responsibility to patience, you know, to for caring for something, a living thing. I mean, you can't rush a carrot, right? You have to have, <laughs> you have to have patience. Uh, when it comes now, spring is coming up, and so there's obviously gardeners out there are going to want to be planting seeds. And what are some of the favorite seeds that you find? I, you know, I know here in California, you're in Utah, but. Like, you know, echinacea is so is a really uh, big one. Why don't you share some of the favorites that that I know that you have so many seeds, but that you tend to see over and over again? Yeah, for me, I love, you know, and most of my experience has been in, you know, plants that do better with the dryness. And especially here in Utah, we've had, you know, different problems with drought over several years. And so I really love some of the you know, common wildflowers, things like, I love zinnias, um, just 
you know, you get to see different floral shapes and different fullness levels of the blooms um, and being able to get different colors. Um, but I also love things like Coreopsis too, where they're definitely more of a desert type flower you see a lot more around here. Um, and just, I love mixing textures. For me, texture is a big thing where, you know, you can get, you know, the smoothness, but you also get the ruffles or, mm -hmm. you know, the pinpoints on the different types of blooms. And the spike, yeah. And also, you know, you just, the different leaf textures are so important where you have, you know, you'll, you have the spike, spiky leaves, you have the glossy leaves, you have the little ones, the colorful, I think all of it. And you have to just be able to put it, uh, put it really together in a great decor. Well, you know, uh, container gardening is becoming really, really big, especially for balconies and um, patios and people who live in apartments and really don't have too many things. Do you have any recommendations from True Life of um, some, some things that would grow well in either hanging baskets or, you know, just in containers in general? I mean, I'm always telling people that they need to grow their own groceries, you know, and at least do uh, do a potato, I mean, a, a tomato uh, plant and some basil in a container because that's pretty easy to grow. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, container growing is something that I've been a little getting more familiar with over the past couple of years as it's that's been my main style of gardening as of late. Um, and something that I have found to really help is using good soil. Number one, Absolutely. that helps, um, you know, something that's going to hold in the moisture. And because if you're growing in containers, you're already going to struggle with just keeping up with water um, because you'll naturally dry out a lot faster than in the ground. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely choosing small varieties will help. Um, but choosing containers where you can maximize your growing space. I love, we have some Blue Master containers and essentially it's a basket that has kind of different holes around the edge where you can add more plants. So you're not just growing on the top sur surface, but growing all around. And that not only creates just more growing space, but it also creates a more full look. So if you're wanting to do like a really full, pretty flower basket, they are amazing. Um, yeah, those are so beautiful. And you can get those on your website um, as well, right? Which is true life, trueleafmarket.com. Yep, you can get the containers as well as our water retention soil mix, along with any seeds that you would want to be growing in it. Well, let's talk about seeds um, for a minute, because I have always get questions because I write columns for garden columns for newspapers. But I always get questions from readers about how long do seeds last? So if somebody buys seeds from you, do they are they seeds from this year, last year? Tell us about the seeds and how many seasons they might last. Would they, could somebody hold on to them for two years, three years, or do they need to use them as soon as they get them? Yeah, seeds can absolutely last several years. Um, and that's really why our kind of measurement for how long we keep seeds is rather than years, it's their germination percentage. So we are regularly testing our seeds and making sure that they meet our standards um, along with, you know, federal standards. Um, and so a lot of times people will get confused about this because they'll see on your seed packet there will be a year printed. Exactly. And that's, the, that's what confuses people. 
absolutely. And that year basically just means that it has been packaged this year. Um, so at the end of the year, basically there we have kind of a cutoff time where we make sure that we clear out any packets that we have that have, you know, that year. It's usually around fall time, um, kind of early winter, I believe, when we start making that transition. Um, and then we'll clear out those packets and we start printing for the next year's date. Um, and that basically just helps us to make sure that we are using, you know, the most current tested seeds. Um, and as soon as that seed doesn't meet our germination standards, then we have to get rid of it and we'll bring in new inventory. Um, and when it comes to, you know, if you're checking your seeds at home and you don't know whether it's good or not, you know, you could have five, seven-year-old seeds that might still be good. Um, but you can do your own germination test to just make sure, you know, take a sample of about 10 seeds, wrap it up in a moist uh, paper towel, and just do a simple at-home germ test. You know, if you can see a root start to develop, then you know that that seed is still good. I love that, that you're sharing that kind of a, a hack, because this is a big question, I think, with people all the time. They think, okay, well, I have these extra seeds from the year before or that my grandmother gave me or whatever, and they're probably no good. I should toss them. But what are your st standards that you use for germination? Is there a, a specific, is it uh, plant-specific, or is it just a general thing that you have? It's kind of a mix of both. It kind of depends on the category of seed. Um, for flowers, you know, we kind of lump our flowers together. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. Our seed compliance department is a lot more familiar with the exact number. Um, but we have we have it printed out with our list um, where, you know, specific vegetables will tend to have their own. So like all the zucchinis, like squashes will all kind of together have a percentage while your, you know, cucumbers might have a different percentage or your carrots might be different. Um, and then all of the herbs tend to be lumped together. Yeah. I want to, I wanted to ask also about um, what you might be recommending for vertical gardening, that is another really big thing these days, it seems, um, that because, again, space is so limited. So people are planting up. Uh, are there certain things and certain vines or are there vegetables that you recommend for that? Yeah, so I love when, you know, trying to utilize vertical space. Uh, big thing is just making sure you have a good trellis system. And, you know, a good trellis system doesn't have to be super complex. It can literally be as, literally be as simple as tying a string up. Um, that's something I like to do with my beans. So I'll choose to grow pole beans instead of bush beans, just because you're going to get a bigger yield out of a smaller space. You know, you can get more off one vine mm -hmm. than a couple of bushes um but with that you can you you can kind of direct your strings as well where you want them um whether you want to make design choices with you know creating a certain pattern or creating privacy with your vines um that can always be fun and another thing i like to do is use stackable planners um you know that's a good way if you're wanting to grow things like herbs where they don't necessarily climb you can still create that kind of vertical space um and utilizing you know if you're on a patio kind of a thing you can grow several levels um while only using what you know you would usually grow one or two plants in i think some of our listeners too might be really interested in your growing kits because you know, so many people think that they're not a gardener and it's difficult to grow this or they don't really want to try the seeds. 
Um, tell us a little bit about the True Leaf Market growing kits. Again, people can find them on the website at trueleafmarket.com. But, you know, you have microgreens and wheatgrass and herb kits and different garden seed assortments and even fermentation things. Tell us about this, how you organized it. And I mean, I think it's just a, a great way to introduce people to gardening. Yeah, so our kits come with everything that someone would need to grow. Um, you know, for example, our herb kits, they're going to come with a seed starter kit. So you're going to have your soil, you're going to have your insert that you'll fill with your soil and put your seeds in, and it'll have a humidity dome cover. So you can just, you know, get started uh, with starting your seeds indoors. Um or, for example, with our wheatgrass kits, it'll come with your tray, your soil, or if you want to grow hydroponically, we also provide hydroponic mediums, um, depending on which kit you select. Um, they'll come with all the seeds and your instruction card that'll give you step-by-step instructions. You know, these are really designed for if you don't know what you're doing, you know, if you're a first-time gardener, we want to provide you with everything that you need all in one place. So it's just super easy for you to go step by step. Yeah. And it, and when you do this, it makes you feel so good because you're growing something, you know, and you're like, I did that. I did that. But, and, but by providing everything you need, one of the things that I was so interested in, but, and I tried to order it, but you were out, were um, your mushrooms. You had like a pink oyster spray and grow mushroom kit. I have, I've been a gardener for years, but I've never, and I have lots of mushrooms growing in my orchards, but I don't eat them anymore because I used to collect mushrooms and they were fine until somebody collected mushrooms, not on my property, but a friend and ended up, they were not good mushrooms and that was not a good thing. So it gave, I lost my confidence. I lost my confidence. So um, tell me about your mushroom kits, how they work, because I've never, I've never experienced it and I want to. Yeah, so we've partnered with North Spore um, and they are, they provide a variety of mushroom products. Um, but basically these, you know, spray and go kits, they come with your mushroom block and your spray. And it's, you know, designed to be something that you can do from the comfort of your kitchen. Super easy. It comes with everything that you need. Um, and you just can get started from right from home. Now with mushrooms, the trick is that you want to make sure that you have a humid environment. Um, you know, if the more you can do to keep maintain that humid environment, the better your mushrooms are going to turn out. Does that mean you like you mist them, you spray them, or is that the spray that comes with it that you? Yeah, so it's basically, it comes with your little spray bottle um, mm-hmm. where you just make sure you keep them moist. Um, and a lot of people like to actually kind of use a tent type of a thing. Um, you know, if you have a humidity dome, like, you want to put around yeah, it. Yeah, humidity dome or a terrarium kind of thing, that kind of thing would work. Exactly. Yeah, just something to help maintain that moisture level. Um, you know, as as soon as they start drying out, that's where you're going to have a real hard time keeping them going and keeping them healthy and really getting them to be to the size that you want. And um, do, do they, um, once you cut them to use for cooking, do they re-sprout and come back again? Or is this a one time you get like one, you know, one cut and that's it? How does that work? Uh, that I'm not too sure of. Myself, I'm not super familiar with mushrooms. Okay. Um, 
see, I'm not either. And I'm so fascinated by them because I just, I mean, I think obviously mushrooms are delicious, but to grow them, then you would feel pretty confident that you're not getting a poison mushroom. I would hope. Definitely. And that's the nice thing about these. (laughs) That's the nice thing about these kits is, you know, the exact type of mushroom that you're getting and you don't have to worry about having other types coming up with it. You're Mm -hmm. only going to be growing that single type. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, that's really fun to see all of these things. I mean, you have really a lot of different things. Now, is this part of your job to figure out what are all the new innovations and projects that are that uh, True Leaf will be marketing um, or be putting on their website? Do you do some of the sourcing? Absolutely. Yes, I work with our onboarding team for selecting new varieties, new products. And we always want to test out these new products first before we recommend them. Kind of figure out, you know, what are the tips, the tricks? Um, and just, just that way we can answer our customers' questions more fully and more deeply. Um, for example, we've recently added the AquaTree garden system as well as the InstaFarm. And these are basically in-home in kitchen appliances where you can grow microgreens, plant starts, wheatgrass, um, but they will keep, their, one's a hydroponic system, the AquaTree, so it's constantly running water. And then we also have the InstaFarm where it has an automatic watering system where it kind of takes into account it's you know, the room surrounding, you know, the temperature and making sure that your microgreens stay watered. Um, And so we've gone through and we've tested those and we've actually been able to provide feedback too to the developers of these to help kind of iron out some kinks that we've had in the process. Oh, those are really exciting uh, new products to offer. And especially I think the hydroponic is very, is very fascinating. Do they take up much space? They don't. Um, The Let's see, the AquaTree, it's the bigger one of the two, um, but it still only takes up, I believe, I would estimate about once, maybe one and a half square feet. Um, so it's oh, perfect that's for. Really small, yeah. Yeah, like if you want it on your kitchen counter or even if you had like a small table in front of a window, it looks very pretty. Um, and then the InstaFarm can actually fit underneath. A lot of kitchen ca- um, or kitchen cabinet spaces, so it can go right up against the wall. Um, it's very convenient. How, how many different microgreens or sprouts or herbs or anything can you grow in each one of these um, growing systems? So the Insta Farm, they, con- they have containers. I am assuming. Uh, yes. Yeah, so for the Insta Farm, it you're growing it has kind of small containers that are preceded and there's nine slots but you don't have to fit all of them at the same time that's what's nice about the automatic watering system with that one is if you're only growing one it'll recognize there's only one tray there Um, but the aqua tree can grow quite a bit um, and it's a little bit more diverse in what it grows Um, so just as kind of a a good look at what it can do. You can grow 25 leafy plants, so in individual plant plugs, um, oh, with one yeah. level, or you can get that a would double be level. So beautiful! That would really be beautiful sitting on a table, or you know, actually as a focal point in a kitchen or a room, and you'd have all your greens and and herbs and things that you want for your for your uh, kitchen table. Yep, especially if you're a big salad person. It yes. grows, I love growing lettuce in it. It's just full and it stays nice and crisp. Um, or microgreens do really well in it as well. You can grow five microgreen trays. Um, they have little reusable inserts where you just 
plant your seed, let it go and harvest when you're ready. Oh, I love all this, Ashley. Well, I want to give out um, again, and your the website, it's True Leaf Market, trueleafmarket.com. And of course, there are that um, you have all kinds of social media. You're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Do you do all that as well? Do you have to work on all those? Um, I work with uh, our whole team, our marketing team here. We work together to provide content for each of those. For everything. Wow. Yep. That's a lot of content. Well, is there anything as we end this interview, is there anything else you wanted to add about True, uh, True Leaf Market? We know that it is independent, non-GMO seed company, and it also has so many different products and constantly innovating and really, um, really cares about its customers. But, you know, give us a wrap up. Yeah, you know, our focus here is on our customers. We want to be of the most help that we can be, whether that's, you know, helping you figure out what seeds to grow. We are developing some seed quizzes, actually, to help meet the needs of you know, what is your your local zip code that tells us your growing zone, along with what type of containers are you growing in? What type of plants do you want? Do you want a specific color, you know, of tomato? Um, we care about all of those details because we know that you care about it. Um, and so that's every choice that we make here. We are focused on helping the customer have the smoothest experience possible. Oh, I, I, am, I really applaud you for that because as a gardener, I just think um, gardening is the greatest pastime that provides, you know, a healthy mind, body, and spirit. Plus, if you're growing edibles of any kind, it feeds our feeds our bodies, feeds our souls, and and keeps us just, you know, very healthy. So I really thank you, Ashley, for coming on to talk about True Leaf Market, trueleafmarket.com. And I'm looking forward to planting some more seeds um, this spring. And I'm hoping that I'll be able to try out some of your other products and your other innovations that have come up. So stay tuned, everyone. Thank you so much, Ashley, for being on Star Style. Be the star you are. Thank you. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about how you can plan for a budget. While I'm on break, why don't you visit trueleafmarket.com. You're listening to Star Style. This is Cynthia Bryan. I'll be back in a bit, and we are live. Thank you. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Before rushing to write goals and resolutions for this new year, pause to reflect and celebrate your accomplishments from last year. This pre-planning tip keeps you focused on the positive as you create a roadmap for the future. Turn off your negative voice and honor your achievements in the areas of business, family, friends, relationships, philanthropy, recreation, health, personal growth, home, and community. What were the lessons learned? What momentum do you want to carry into this next year? Now, go do it. You are the star of your own production. Turn your passions into profit. I'm Cynthia Bryan from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I.com.
The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Well, thank you so much for staying with us here on Star Style. Be the star you are. I am Cynthia Bryan. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. Well, nothing makes personal finances easier than when you have a solid, clearly defined plan and one that's easy to stick to. So if you want to save money and pay down debt and grow your net worth and achieve financial independence, you really need to have a budget or some kind of spending plan that's going to fit your life. I mean, it's like a very first step. So how do you get started? I think, you know, getting started on budgeting is probably the hardest thing. So before you really dive in and say, oh, I'm going to budget, which is definitely, you know, worth diving into, but you have to really know what your goal is. So you have to ask yourself, what is it that I want to achieve this year? Do you want to make, you know, get rid of your debt? Do you want to stop stressing about where you are spending? If you start by setting a personal goal, even if it's a simple one, that'll help you guide and to help you build that plan. Now, one of the first things that you need to know is how much you spend and how much you owe every month. You have to see what you're on the hook for. That's kind of the baseline for a budget. Whether it's your rent, your mortgage, your car payment, you know, the lift costs, groceries, utilities, or any other um, expenses, you need to know where your money is going. So the first thing would be to list everything that that you are liable for each month and then add it up because that is what you need to budget for. And then on top of that, you're going to want to have some savings, Um, you probably want to repay debt, and of course, you want to have some money for fun, but we'll talk about that at the end. It is quite a bit of work to get going, but it does pay off in big dividends. So you definitely, uh, if you're doing things on a credit card um, or a checkbook or however you are, Venmo, whatever you're using, you really need to do a year-end spreadsheet and find out. You also need to know how much money you are bringing home 
every month. It's not what you're earning. It's actually what your take-home pay would be. So look at your job and add up any extra income you might have from some, some you know, side hustles or any freelancing that you will do. And get your pay stubs together. And again, let's get all this down on paper or on your computer if you want to do it that way. Because once you know how much you're earning, you can start to fine tune that budget. Then the next thing would be to create a budget system that's going to work for you because it is not one size fits all. You have to really adapt it for your personal strategies. Ask yourself, does the budget make sense to me? Is, there, is it gonna be something that's gonna be easy for me to stick to? Am I going to be able to watch my progress? Is it gonna help me reach my goals? Because there's a lot of different budgeting types. I mean, some people just throw their receipts into an envelope every every month and then they'll take them out and at the end of the year and you know add them up other people might have a a notebook where they are cataloging every expense what account it comes from how much it was and where it's from other people uh, might be using an online app um, maybe like quickbooks or quicken whatever it is all of these will help you have a roadmap to your finances. So find a method that is going to make sense for you and then stick with it. And then by monitoring your transactions on a daily basis, you can put yourself in the driver's seat and you'll really see how your budget is working. A budget does not work unless you are sticking to the guidelines. And that's why you gotta make it simple. You just want to, um, if you're gonna use a financing app, you wanna be able to log in, see where you're spending your money and commit to checking it every day or at least for a week uh, in the beginning to kind of see how you are on a daily basis. And then from there, after that, maybe you can do it um, once a week or once a month, but you need to, again, know what's coming in and what's going out. And then how to track your spending. What is the point of checking your transactions every day? You might ask that question. It's so you can track your spending. And that is a real invaluable budget tip that can help you massively. And one of the best ways to track your spending is to use budget categories. So you can assign a category to every purchase you make and see where your money is going. Is it going to medical? Is it going to office supplies? Is it going to rent? Is it going to, um, to um, cleaning? Whatever it is, you know, it might be housing, transportation, food, recreation, entertainment. And you might want to give each of those a number that you can easily um, just write down the number and know where it's going. By tracking your spending, you're going to identify your spending trends and you'll change your spending habits where you want to. And you know when you will have the funds on hand to treat yourself. Now, if you are a user of credit cards, most credit card companies at the end of every year will send you 
a um, an email with a downloadable list, or you can go to the website and download um, a category of where you spent everything. And just remember, if you're budgeting, then one of the most important things you can do is never to spend more on a credit card than you can pay off every month so that you avoid any finance charges or late fees. So don't start thinking that a credit card is free money and that you can just pay that minimum payment of $25 or whatever it is on your credit card. Sadly, that minimum payment will double and triple and pretty soon be just unattainable for you to get out of debt. So credit cards are wonderful if you use them properly, but they can be a really big hole in your debt if you don't use them properly. Now, the next thing would be once you're looking at where you are spending and where you need to uh, change your spending habits and knowing what funds you have on hand to treat yourself, you can track and maybe cut out anything that's unnecessary. Are you somebody that buys too many things online that you don't need? Take a look. What do you see? Are you paying for tons of streaming subscriptions without realizing it? This is a big, big money grab. Uh, people had signed up, you know, when you got the six months or one month free of something, you know, Amazon Prime or Hulu or Netflix or Paramount Plus. And then pretty soon you forget that you, they have automatically subscribed you and you're now paying for things you don't need. Maybe you're paying for DoorDash. Um, maybe you are paying for other, you know, recurring fees that you don't use at all. So make sure to go through and look at everything and then unsubscribe and take your credit cards off of anything that you don't need. Now, AutoPay can be your friend if it's used correctly. AutoPay is not your friend if you are paying for things like streaming subscriptions that you don't need. But nothing can take the wind out of your sales like a late fee. So if you regularly make payments for like utility bills, insurance, maybe mortgage, uh, maybe um, uh, taxes, you know, taxes on your property or, or your auto loans, most of these kinds of providers will offer an auto pay function. And you can take a look at your account and you can see if there is an auto pay option. And then you can connect that to your bank account or to your credit card. Many of them, like I know that um, my utility company, for example, and also the water company, I can put it on auto pay, but I can also put a, a maximum amount that I will allow them to take every month. And the reason for that, and I'll just give you an example for water, is in the winter here in California, it's raining and you're not irrigating outside. So your water bill goes way, 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 way down. It's, you know, very, very little. But in the summer, it's very dry here and we can't let our gardens die. So we have to irrigate. And because of irrigation, the, the, um, the fees can go way up. And recently in the area where I live, 
the water district has been um, increasing the water prices 20% a year, which is really a lot. So in summertime, your water bill can be astronomical and you might need to make several payments to, you know, to do it. So if you're going to be on auto pay, make sure to look for that function where it offers you the ability to set a limit of what you want to pay. And, you know, by having this auto pay, it just gives you that peace of mind that you don't have to juggle so many dates to remember all your payments. It's easy. It's good. You get a statement. And then the final thing um, is that I want to really, well, a couple things I want to talk about is paying off toxic debt. You know that um, debt in the American household right now is like a $16.9 trillion with a 90, $986 billion of debt being owed on credit cards. So first thing is to tackle debt. And don't forget about savings. You know, you want to be investing or savings so that you have money for that rainy day or for that car. And you have to have that emergency fund because you never know what's going to happen. You know, um, uh, you might have a roof leak or a plumbing leak or whatever. So um, that will also help you. All of these things will help you to build your future budgeting habits. And budgeting can be hard, even for people who have been doing it for a while, but don't be discouraged. Just keep it up. It's an art form as much as a science, and you're going to be really happy that you budget when you don't have to pay late fees or finance fees. Well, that's our show for today. I thank you for staying tuned to Star Style every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice American Network coming to you live. For more information about Star Style Productions or to purchase any of my books, including Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul or Growing with the Goddess Gardener, visit CynthiaBryan.com. You can click on the store. To get involved with Be The Star You Are charity or to make a donation, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. Want you to see beyond your physical being and know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate today. And until next week when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and it's smiles that keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. And get out in the garden and put your hands in some dirt. Thanks for joining me. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of
of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.